Today's episode of the Ringer NBA show on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Once upon a time, I put in an ad on ZipRecruiter for a podcast producer. And nephew Kyle answered, we were related. It was a miracle. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> 80% of employers that post a job on ZipRecruiter to get a quality candidate within a day. They're the best at distributing your jobs to the best boards, identifying the right people, inviting them to apply. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. We're also brought to you by State Farm. A State Farm agent has the knowledge and the experience to anticipate your needs and create clones for Chris Paul. And with State Farm, you get more than just an agent. You get a teammate that gets what matters most to you. Like how Jason Concepcion and Porzingis get each other. Oh my God. We do. Go to statefarm.com to get an agent that gets you. Um, some ringer plugs. The Ringer MLB show is back. I made an appearance on that this week. I also went on House of Carbs. House that made some people angry. I don't feel bad either. We we ranked the 16 best playoff cities from 16 to 1 by where we wanted to eat in the finals. Should we spoil any? No, we did it already. In Cleveland, we had Cleveland 16th, and then apparently there's this whole sneaky Cleveland food scene that we should have known mm. about. Did you guys know about this? No. Jason, Cleveland has a food scene? There's a food scene in Cleveland, apparently. Well, well they sauerkraut? Do, they, people there do need to eat food. <clears throat> Presumably. <laughs> That's a whole food scene. Who knew? But anyway, listen to that podcast. We we did a lot of belly sourcing. There's going to be a follow-up podcast next week with the one and only Danny Chow. And that's happening. Theringer.com. KOC wrote about James Harden. Haley right now is writing something. She's joining us later. <laughs> Justin Barrier is here. Jason Concepcion is here. Kevin O'Connor. KOC is here. Nephew Kyle producing. It is Wednesday night, 8.43 Pacific Coast time. We have the Jazz Portland game and two terrible uh, other, whatever the other two terrible NBA games are. And we're going to do this podcast as this unfolds. We know all the playoff matchups. We don't know all the seeds yet. And we had an incredible preview of what the Entertaining as Hell tournament would look uh-huh. like tonight. We're going to talk about all that and more. But first, here's a weird song that Isaac made. <laughs> Basketball is very good. The Raptors are the best team in the East. Phil Jackson actually saved the Knicks. Mark L. Foltz will be an all-star next year. Basketball is very good. Um, Ice! What is right. this song? Shout out to Ice. <laughs> Icy! We love Ice. Uh, yeah, we'll know. I guess we'll find out. Anyway, my name is Bill Simmons, hosting the Ringer NBA show for Chris Ryan, who mysteriously went to Philly. I don't know what's happening. The Sixers started winning, and Chris Ryan just left. I don't even know if he told us he was taking vacation. Philly sports just gone. guy. It's happening. He really is. Yeah. I feel like they're... Are you worried at all, Jason? You're neutral. You're from New York. You don't like Boston <laughs> or Philly. Are you well, worried about the Philly takeover that's happening in the Ringer right now? I am not. I, you, well, it's been a long time down for them. I'm happy for them. I I love Ben Simmons. I love watching him play. So I'm not that distressed about it. Boston is the one that concerns me always. It's well, just, you don't have to worry about them this year. Um, soon. Ben Simmons is inching toward a unanimous approval rating, which is oh, very happens very rarely with the NBA. I think Anthony Davis has one right now. Mm-hmm. Um I think Ben Simmons has one. Does anybody else have a unanimous approval rating in the NBA? Giannis like, is pretty high. Yeah. yeah. Giannis. Giannis is high. All right, so there's three. That's about it for, Andre, for star players. Andre Ingram? I, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. hard to root against he the might guy be the fourth. 10 years in the G League. It's so hard to find. And Ben Simmons, he's got 
you know, he's not perfect. He has flaws. He's yeah. definitely an unpolished gem, but everybody's just into it. I, I fucking love watching him. Well, he's, he's also at that stage where it's like there aren't really expectations yet. You know, nobody's yeah. really turned against him. Because oh, they're he, starting so, now. Yeah. Everybody, we're taping this Wednesday night. Everybody ducked the Sixers tonight. Yeah, and this was Duck the Sixers day. <laughs> I think it helps that like his biggest adversary just flubbed his, his his one attack on him. Donovan Mitchell, my guy, just ruining like not getting the correct definition of rookie. And if you're gonna come at the king, you best to hit. It was a sad and yet another tragic day for Louisville. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't have a mic right now. <laughs> no, she's got her headphones on. Sorry. Yeah, um, tough, tough stretch for Louisville, and this was just the latest. Mitchell uh, trying very hard to convince everyone that he actually doesn't care, but he had two like articles of clothing printed up about how he's a rookie and therefore right. eligible for rookie I mean, of the year. There are rookie bonus salaries for for these guys at stake, so you can understand why both of them might want to win it, though. It's like when nephew Kyle says he doesn't care about his new girlfriend, but they FaceTime for like three hours a day. It's your girlfriend. If you're FaceTime for that long, nephew, you're dating. Kyle slumped over his chair. We killed Kyle. He's dead. Kyle's dead. dead. Um, All right. We're going to talk playoff matchups. We know what the East are, so we might as well talk about those first. Yeah. I was stunned today that everybody ducked Philly, and somehow it worked out terribly for Philly. Everybody's trying not to play them. And they end up playing Miami. That's the three six. I got to be honest. I need to look at this some more. I want to study it. This is my gut reaction. I think that's a bad matchup for them. I think they'll win. I think they should be favored. But I don't want to play the really well coached team with weird players and weird heat check guys and a point guard Dragic. They don't really have anyone on the roster to guard a center that could be thrown against Embiid if he comes back at some point during the series. And a really smart coach who could be like, oh, I'll do this against Ben Simmons. I'll do that. And I don't know. It's going to be tougher than I would have rather played Milwaukee. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I mean, the biggest question with the Sixers, I think, is just the whole experience factor. I mean, I I would have maybe even picked them to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe even the finals, if I could trust some of their younger guys, uh, including Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, some of these guys that we really don't know what they're going to do on this stage. But on the other end of the of their first round series, you have a well-oiled machine in Miami. Like this is the worst possible matchup for them in the first and round. And Dwayne Wade finally in shape. Congratulations to him. <laughs> He's a professional athlete getting paid. It's like, wow, I'm in good shape now. I read a piece, um, I think it was for SB Nation, but it was about how when he showed up at the Heat, he had the worst body fat on the team. It's and then luck. now he's in the middle of the pack. The what happens in Cleveland? It's the food scene. It's the LeBron's food scene. in incredible, incredible shape. And nobody else, yeah, that's it's what that it is. incredible it's food, food scene. scene. It's LeBron's in amazing shape and everybody else is out of shape. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, KOC, what do you think about that Miami Philly matchup? Miami's one, another one of those teams that can play different ways, right? Yes. They can play big and Joel Embiid may be back. We don't know yet. If we're in the mask this week, we'll see. So Miami can beat them with size, with white side, mm-hmm. or they can play smaller mm-hmm. with Justice Winslow at the five and James Johnson. Mm-hmm. So anytime there's a team that can play different styles or make you play a certain way, it's going to be tough on you. And as you said, Bill, Miami has a lot of those weird players where they can do different things. And guys are winning win a playoff game. Yep. It's like, oh shit, Kelly Olenek had 33 points today. James Johnson has had big games before as well. Yeah. Guys just go off. They have a culture. They have experience. Spo is a very, very, very good coach. Everybody knows what they have to do. And yeah, the Sixers are unblooded. I The crowd will be half full in Miami. I think the season nuts. series was 3-2 <laughs> Philly. Um, mm. But yeah, that's going to be a juicy, juicy series. And, you know, Whiteside 
wants to get after it with Joel Embiid. For sure. Yeah. So that's going to be that's really good fun. We better get that. Yeah. Embiid's got to be back for game one, just, just for the entertainment factor. We need Embiid versus Whiteside for five, six, seven games at least. Well, what's holding him back at this point? He had a, he got a concussion, right? And he had a cleared fractured orbital yeah. bone. Yep. Fractured his face, basically. And right. he, the mask he's wearing is intense. Yeah, so it didn't seem like I it was just a little thing. Yeah. It's pretty but, much his entire face. FYI, yeah. <laughs> nobody's ever enjoyed playing with a mask. Well, like Kyrie uh, well, would would take it off like between free throws and except stuff. Except for Rip Hamilton, Rip he's like Hamilton. the only guy that like, enjoyed it. Well, Nick, Rip Hamilton's just, a weirdo. Let me just say that there is like Rip Hamilton wearing the mask after his face was fine for years after his face was healed. Was weird is one of the most underrated NBA stories or sports stories ever. It's <laughs> underrated, one of the weirdest, weird. It's weird. Why did he do this? It would be like if we had a baseball player who was wearing the Little League helmet with the full metal mask. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Professional athlete. Yeah, he just got super comfortable with it. I uh, I want to go back. I, I'll probably go watch the the league pass where they have the – you can go watch the replays of the games. I want to see some of the crunch times with Philly and Miami and see yeah. what happened back and forth, things like that. I just like Miami. I didn't want the Celtics to play them either. I, I don't – think they're a great team, but I do think they're a team that could be good in the playoffs. I I go back and forth on Philly because I think there's also a path where they might be the 86 Rockets and they might be mm-hmm. the 77 Blazers and they might be these young, the 2012 Thunder and these teams that, although that team had a couple of playoff reps at least, but we've seen young teams before just come into the playoffs and everybody's like, no, they're too young. They're not ready yet. And all of a sudden they're in the finals and we're all looking around wondering what they'll happen. They have two of the best 15 guys in the league. They have a bench. They have veterans. They have people people that we trust. They have an unbelievable home crowd. I would say that One might be yeah. with MSG not in the not in the playoffs this year and with the Celtics probably a little toothless with not having their two best players. MS uh, Philly and Portland will have the two best crowds in the OKC, playoffs. Okay, perhaps as yeah. well. I don't count the yeah. OKC crowd. They, all they do is scream at the top of their lungs before <laughs> they, they give everybody like a migraine. Like you got everybody's just disoriented by the third quarter. What's going to be interesting for Philly is Miami has a handful of guys that can comfortably at least contain Ben Simmons or try to. Yes. Justice Winslow, James Johnson on a switch. Maybe it's it's Josh Richardson. They have a handful of guys on their team. Even someone like Bam Adebayo can at least switch onto forwards. So yeah. uh, the my, Bamster my, Ben Simmons is really going to have to prove how great we all think he is top, and they have, certainly but, a fifth top 15 to 20 guy this well is and by the way shot him. blocking too yeah and i was thinking about this with philly without Embiid when lebron decided he wanted to bring cleveland back in the game when he decided to start trying yeah. he was just going to the rim all the time because philly had no shot blockers mm-hmm. and Embiid, you know he's i think he averaged 30 minutes a game during the season but in the playoffs they probably have to ramp that up to 40 and he's yeah. going to have to be able to do that Every other night, I need to see that. I need to see what happens when a playoff game slows down and Simmons yes. is wide open by six feet from 16 feet and the team is just begging him to take it. What does he do? We've been waiting all We're, season to see if that's going to hurt him in close games. It hasn't really. It ha- early it ha- in the season. Early it, in yeah, the yeah. season, it has. Yeah. But he's been able to, he's got that thing where even if you back off, when teams back off of him, He's just able to create momentum going to the basket like where he can drive and kick him. or he can make a layup or he can just make something happen. Even, even if though everyone knows he doesn't want to shoot, 
it'll be interesting to see when one team can just game plan for him game after game, and especially Spoh's a really good coach, and, and they that, have size, and they have a lot of, as you said, they have a lot of roster flexibility. And that's like almost, interesting to see. That's like almost the focus of the thing I'm writing about on Friday, where yeah. it's like, Ben Simmons... You just ruined KFC's piece. Sorry, yeah. it's, it's Fuck, like, Jason. It's like, he's already one of the best 15, 20 guys in the league. I think there's at least a consensus probably that he's a top 25, 30 guy. But to do it in the playoffs, when teams are going to be game planning for him, yeah. that's yeah. going to show either how far he has to go to reach the next right. level or how much closer that he already is than Absolutely. we might actually think right now. So here's my counter. Because I keep thinking about how is this going to translate to the playoffs. I haven't seen a rookie kind of have more confidence slash, slash arrogance <laughs> in a good way yeah. than he has. I, you'd have to go back to, I remember Wade, his first year when Wade, it was a pretty fun Miami team with Lamar Odom before yeah. they traded for Shaq. And Wade... Wade was really feeling himself and late at tail end of the regular season playoffs. Like, who is this guy? Who does he yeah. think he is? <laughs> That's how I feel when I watch Simmons. Like when he stared down LeBron on that dunk, he's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Like he's not doing this to be like this shit stirring punk. He's like, I'm I'm taking your place in the league. Like, it was that was great. that stare. It was awesome. It he's always be, played like he's assumed that he's going to be great. Yeah, yes. he's like I'm the next one. I'm looking at you. I'm there, taking your spot. There is no learning curve. He just he just showed up on the scene and he instantly had this just air of confidence that was LeBron s. Quite frankly, even before the season, when in, in the NBA.com rookie survey, the rookies didn't vote him as the best rookie from this class. And Ben Simmons was asked about that at media day, and he's like, Oh, you know, I didn't see it. I don't. I'm not concerned with that. I'm just concerned with the guys at the top. Even before the season, he yeah. had that mindset. Think about that. And Embiid obviously is the the best irrational confidence center we've probably ever had. <laughs> it's there's he so many he's like Will Chamberlain. It's fantastic. They're I'm not going to be afraid of anyone. I'm a little shocked. I was. I'm still a little bit shocked about Ben, just because, like, you know, at LSU, there were games where he looked not engaged. Yeah. Um. And, that was the big thing. Remember, does he yeah. have a fire? Does and he care? That has not been the case. Like. Nah. In the NBA, that Cleveland game, I mean, the first quarter, he went through the legs <laughs> the other way, catching it, like, uh, look away passes. He was just doing playground stuff out there. I was kind of shocked that nobody on Cleveland was, like, taking like, a hard him? foul against yeah. this guy. And at LSU, he, like, he didn't care on defense. And yeah. last summer, I think it was when the Sixers training camp first started, Brett Brown was like, I think Ben Simmons can be one of the best defenders in the game five-tool defender, and it's like, well, yeah, theoretically, if he cares, and like, yeah, he cares a ton. I think it's really special how he's always going downhill, almost yeah, like a really running is. back. Yep. It's like you see like uh, Ezekiel Elliott when he was a rookie and he came to Dallas and it was just like he was just going forward all the time. Yep. And Simmons, even though the other team knows he just can't shoot, and that's he's I'm, still going forward. I'm just curious how they're going to guard him because we talk about rational confidence, yep. guys. I mean, he have Whiteside, who's just irrational. Yeah, And I do wonder if he's going to get in foul trouble, one, against Embiid, and if that might be to the Heat's benefit. If they could just be kind of a switchy Swiss Army, Army Knife kind of lineup, one through five, if they yeah. could just, maybe that's to their benefit to be able to guard a guy like Simmons, being able to switch everything. I worry about the young team getting all the smoke blown up their ass. There's been, I mean, I'm not even talking about the finals. I'm just talking about round one. We've seen teams completely shit the bed in this scenario. It's like, oh, yeah. Remember, like, mm-hmm. OKC, the first time Durant, Westbrook, that whole crew, and they played the Lakers, and people started talking themselves into, they could beat the Lakers, and they <laughs> lost in five. Um, Portland had a year with, like, Brandon Roy, I remember. It was like, Portland, here they come. Who knows? 
and then they blew it. But we'll see. I, I think easily the most fascinating matchup in round one uh, for the East. Toronto-Washington is also in play. Washington, this has but the potential to be fascinating, or <laughs> this could end up being like an episode of The Challenge where everybody takes John Wall's luggage and throws oh it God. over the <laughs> the wizard and should, just wants them to move out of the house. I don't should, know what's going to happen. They should wear funeral funeral black to game one. For John Wall? <laughs> just for their own, just for the team. For the John Wall era? Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe in either of these teams. If, I, if they were playing anybody else, I would pick against them. Just because of the track record. It's there. so weird how Toronto, I, I, they finally sucked me in and then all of a sudden I'm out again. That, that whole stretch when they lost all those games Dude. and they blew the Cleveland game and it, it was like, oh yeah, I forgot you have nobody to guard LeBron and he's going to beat you if you meet in a series. Oh yeah. The right. defense fell off. And yeah. I, I wonder with Washington, I mean, they, they're they to, in total disarray right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. maybe with two days off before the playoffs, maybe they get it fixed. Who knows? Because um, they, they certainly have talent. Jason, what would you do to bring Bradley Beal and John Wall closer? I, it's, if you were their relationship coach, what would happen? I'd get them to live in a house together. Oh, get them uh, to move in for the playoffs. I, they'd have to move in together. I like that. Like a hotel suite or I'd like an actual a, house? No, an actual house to make a chore wheel where they actually, you know, like one guy has to wash the dishes, the other guy has to dry them. And then, you know, just have them do stuff together, do activities together, maybe play video games together. Laundry. Kyle, Pretty good. Kyle, Kyle, is your mic on? No. <laughs> <laughs> you said no. But I was thinking like last week in Augusta, I feel like I'm closer to Kyle now because- you know, we went grocery shopping, we if drove only, around, we got could, fast food. Maybe that's what John Wall and Bradley Beal need them. to do. Could that work against them, though? It might. Right? If, they, only, Scott Brooks, each other, if but, only Scott Brooks had some kind of experience uh, coaching two strong-willed players. <laughs> <laughs> and he could bring that experience to bear somehow. <laughs> but those guys liked each other. Those guys like hung out. And it still wouldn't solve the issue that Gortat is going to be talking about them in public. The Gortat stuff is incredible. Yeah. Has he done it lately? Did I miss it? He just talked to the media yeah. the other day. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically calling the quote. Yeah, it was it was impressive. He was able to say this in public. Are you aware of this? What he said? I let, I let must have been quote. what day was it? Let, I must let, have missed it. I must have been in Augusta quote. or something. Yeah, it's truly remarkable. Well, I do think there's a feeling right, that the the underbelly of the league scuttlebutt has been like Wall got paid and he doesn't care about what his teammates think of him and that's it. Yeah, and I, they it, played. It does kind of feel that way. I mean, they played really well with Sadoransky in there, and it just—I mean, a lot of it just comes down to their resource management. I mean, they—if you can get some facsimile of what Wall brings to the table, the ball movement, uh, some of the defense—you really don't need him on the court because you have such stronger offensive players. There. I mean, Porter's taking a step forward, Ubre comes and goes, but yep. a lot of these guys as a small ball lineup, it just works on the court. Is John Wall? Is this contract tradable? Oof. No. Oof. No, right? No. I mean, he's going to make like 45 million. And... says no. See, that's the problem, though. Blake Griffin just got traded. Pro- probably, um, I think Washington says no to that. Yeah. Blake Griffin's last four years of games <laughs> played. Oh, man. It's dark. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. Jason, make a point while I look this up. About the Wizards? Just you have the floor. I mean, I just think it's... Uh, it is remarkable to watch a team come apart like this in such public fashion over just basically dudes not liking each other. This is very old school in a, a lot of Do ways. Do you think this the internet makes it happens. worse though? Oh, because yeah. the internet's capturing every GIF, every every quote, every Twitter thing. Twitter the condensed quote gets sent out. Every stat, something yeah. like John Wall be, moving the least of any yeah. player in the league. If you're a player on the team, is that like, a stat? Yeah. 
I, I, I also sad. just yeah. think like Gortat being so vocal is it's telling because, you know, Wall is a star on the team. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that Gortat's like not afraid of being traded, not afraid of like being frozen out, not afraid yeah. of losing playing time. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to talk about it, the star on the team, about how he's selfish. And that's kind of what the quote wasn't even necessarily about John Wall. Right. It was a general statement about you never know what we're going to get. What, what you're going to get from this team when, you know, he's like being on, being on great defensive teams. It's about character, helping each other. He's like, I need to help, help the perimeter guys. The perimeter <laughs> guys need to help me. And it's kind of like, Jesus. yeah, I mean, he's saying that there's, that there's cracks. Well, when wall was out, he was tweeting like great team win <laughs> yes. with like team yes. in, all, in all caps. It was like, come on. Yep. Is John Wall a dick? <laughs> <laughs> According to JJ Barea. There's some evidence that points in that direction. And Here's, the biggest dis- disappointment is just like you, you look at the East right now, it's completely wide open and they this have is their time. as much top level talent as some of the other teams that were expecting to be there in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes. I just want the season to be over if I'm a Wizards fan. Just reset the season, re- rebuild this roster, reshuffle it. It's just always something back. with but, them. It's like they have a great starting lineup for yep. you know years. Mm-hmm. Just need that bench. Now they kind of have developed those players. Ubre's better. Ubre's Porter's be- better. And it's all of a sudden, it's like now that the starters just don't like each other. <laughs> Jesus. Blake Griffin, since 2015, <laughs> games played 67, 35, 61, 58. Yeah. That's rough. That's very rough. That is not. He loves it in Detroit, though. <laughs> yeah, that's Definitely. 100% <laughs> doesn't love it. Yeah. Is that, KSC, make the case for Washington beating Toronto in round one. John Wall has one of those series like he did last year where he just goes off. He's able to get into his transition offense and score at will. Really to really speeds up that offense. Cuz we've talked a lot about how the, the everybody eats wizards was nice. Maybe they take some of those elements with these two days off, with the ball movement, attacking close It's a miraculous two days off here, yeah, man. Oh, really stretching these 48 hours. And, and maybe it's a little bit of a blend of that with that that great John Wall we have seen in the past, and it just works. Maybe Toronto doesn't have the, the defensive players to contain them in half court yeah. situations. Can I, th- can Maybe I throw a Porter gets hot? Can I throw a better scenario at you? Because now that the regular season is over, as we know, the underrated secret of the oh, NBA is they don't drug test. <laughs> don't drug test during the playoffs. <laughs> throw your urine away. It's fine. Maybe this team just go needs to go get high together somewhere. <laughs> Like just get like the Mike Tyson medical right, get a medical pot, <laughs> couple and of just edibles. get like baked out of their mind on Thursday night and watch, I don't know, Go. girls trip. Yeah, going to get Canada together. Has get everybody together seen Westworld? Let's get the Westworld season yeah, one going. Binge watch Westworld it. is unbelievable. Maybe binge Great watch show. Barry on HBO. Barry, very funny show. Whatever, v- funny when you're when you have when you're take a baked. walk in the woods. Yeah, just go take a little walk in the mountain and just toke up. Sounds like this team needs it. Scott Brooks, this team get needs it. Get it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Brooks, gotta connect. Scott Brooks, feel free to take that advice. Right. Um, Toronto also has a lot of guys that, speaking of guys that haven't been in this situation before, guys they count on. Mm-hmm. Van Vliet. Mm. Uh-oh. Ananobi. Do you know the status of him? Um, Pascal Siakam. Mm. I always think of Coach Tyler when I hear his yes. name now. Siakam. Hey. Uh, Pirtle. <laughs> Pirtle as well. So four of their top eight have you, you, never you, been in a playoff We series. just named three guys. You don't really need to defend a lot as on the yeah. perimeter on, on the offensive end. Siakam, not scared of him. 
Ananobi, he shoots a good percentage from three, but eh, I'm not sure teams are worried about him. And then Pirtle, solid player, but not space on the floor. Valanciunas, another guy like comes Change. and goes. He can yeah. shoot a little bit. He's been better yeah, this year, better, yeah. for yeah. sure. But that's what I'm saying. It's just like the Wizards, if you look on paper and talent alone, they should be able to to win this series. And that's why I've, again, for the fourth straight year, said the same thing about the Toronto Raptors. A lot yeah. of what they're getting nowadays is from their bench and that they're so deep uh, and it all works within Casey's system. But a lot of those guys, how many minutes are they going to be playing in the, in the playoffs? How much are we even going to see of Fred Van Vliet, which is very tough to say. And if they go three guard, which they, <laughs> they do like to go three guard down the stretch, that's actually pretty good for the Wizards. And if they if they want to get smaller, that's also pretty good for the Wizards. Hey, on paper, you're right. They're probably as talented. But they're not a team that needs to get high tomorrow night right? <laughs> and figure stuff there's out. No, I mean, there's no... Haley, are you ready? Where, yeah. You want to pull I your mic close? I'm sorry. Just no, get your off. mic. You had to oh, talk it. I thought you turned it off. No. We were waiting for oh, you. Never. We thought okay, after sorry. we made the Louisville jokes that... Um, I know that you were just yeah, out. That's so why I was out. I was also um, took the opportunity to eat a piece of pizza. All right, going backwards. Do you care about Philly, Miami? Uh, Yeah, it'll be the most fun I mean, as like a competitive East. series like that you believe Miami has a chance? <sighs> Miami might make it fun. Hmm. That's a great travel series. Oh yeah, that's if you're a, the beat writer for that series, that's like a huge win. Philly that's versus also Miami. Underrated uh, X factor for the, a young Sixers team to spend that much time in Miami. Oh, oh I like I didn't where you're going, JC. Interesting. Yeah, I did the Charlotte Miami series, the only playoff series I've really covered. It was amazing. I was just literally <laughs> hanging out in South Beach doing nothing for a, way too much time and getting paid for yeah, it. Yeah, everything so sorry, you've ever ESPN. read about Miami is is accurate. Hundred percent. So we yeah. got stuck there. We when I did TV, we were at the Mandarin Oriental on um, Biscayne Bay. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it was the greatest place on the earth. And I'm texting my wife pictures, and then she's home with like two small kids. She's right. Like, she's like, "Fuck you." Just, <laughs> Fuck you. They had three Kimpton hotels in Miami. I stayed at all three. It was a uh, seven game series. <laughs> it's the best. It's the weather's it. great. Like you'd be like, ah, it's a little muggy today. Like that's like your complaint with Miami. Miami's the best. Uh, so you you have Philly in that series, Haley? Yes, I do want to go back to the Washington conversation. Please, you said toke. <laughs> I want to know when the last time you got high was. Oh, oh, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. The Am I not allowed to say toke? The kids don't say toke anymore. I'm not a kid. I'm 48. Also, I think that Washington. You said that they're more talented roster. No, I, on paper we said on paper. Do we think that they could pull what the Raptors pulled this year? What Dwayne Casey did, shaking it up? Could Washington ever do that? No. Or are they just <laughs> they don't have that stagnant kind of team forever? Well, John Wall needs to get better at shooting threes. Yeah. And showing a willingness to move the ball. I think it needs to start with him. Like it's like with Dwayne Casey, it, the players deserve credit too. DeMar DeRozan, yeah. Kyle Lowry, all the players adapting to that system change. John Wall, it, it really almost starts with the players in a way. Like they need they need to have the commitment to doing it. Yeah, and yeah. shouts to Demar for figuring out that he needs a, a three pointer four years and after. And for Lowry, for saying that he needs a for, you know, Lowry was like, okay, I'll have the ball less, which mm-hmm. is something John yep. Wall could benefit from. So mm-hmm. to be fair, Demar made thirty one percent of his threes. Congratulations! Still Everyone's better. like Demar's yeah, new yeah, three, yeah. and it's like, all right, he makes three out of every. It was 10. better. At least. It was better. It's fine. They weren't they weren't hitting the side of the backboard. No, but. And he was hitting, I believe, at a better rate on spot-up threes, which I guess is probably the more important part than off the dribble. Jason, true or false, the Wizards are better off if John Wall misses the three when he jumped on the scorer's table to win game six. (laughs) And the series ends that night. And they Uh, lose four games to two, 
And the whole summer, John Wall's like, I lost the series. I took a wide open three and I missed it. The Wizards are better off? They're better off if he misses that three. <sighs> yeah, I think I... Weirdly, yes, in that it's like they can be more honest with themselves about like where they are exactly. as a team. You agree with that, Justin? I just think John Wall has the most unearned confidence in the NBA right now, and I think he would have had that regardless. I just think he's just, just the guy who thinks he is the guy, and unless someone like tells him otherwise, unless he gets moved off of that spot, he's just going to assume that team because he really... This entire worldview of the current day Wizards was built around him. Yeah. And which is yep. why, to a certain extent, he's always kind of clashed with Beal because it was Wall's team that Beal kind of grew up under. So it's a weird situation there. I get nervous about just paying a guy a gigantic salary because it's like, well, what do we do if we lose him? Yeah. You look at the Clippers, they're better off that they don't have that Blake Griffin in that contract. For life. Clipper they got for life. Tobias Harris out of it, and they got the 13th pick in the draft, which yeah. you'd rather have anyway. But even just getting rid of that contract... That's so why I'm a blow it up advocate. Yeah, you do love the blow it up chaos. <laughs> I mean, Does I mean, anybody in this room think Washington can beat Toronto in a series? Uh, can they? Uh, it would take, it would take, it, it no, would take like, an like epic genuinely collapse. think it. It would take an epic collapse on the on the part of Toronto or some kind of like devastating injury. I mean, they're like if you're doing a three series parlay, would you put Toronto in it? You're trying to get all the odds to even. Haley knows what I'm talking about. You no, might not know what token means, but you know about parlays. <laughs> I, I do. I'm just saying we don't say it anymore. No, I wouldn't. I don't think Washington can do it. Even if Wall has Wall and Beal alternate these huge like 37 point games, yeah. it's not happening. Okay, I think they can beat them. I don't think they will, but I think, I think they, they could. Can, they can I'd be nervous because yeah. over the next two days, Cousin Sal and Joe House and I are going to, um, you know, be throwing a hundred thousand different gambling round one things and. This series makes me just nervous enough to put Toronto mm. as one of the favorites, like with two other favorites. I don't feel great about it. Something something makes me a tiny bit nervous. Well, I mean, Toronto has a long history of of uh, being very shaky in the playoffs. And they've been very shaky recently as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a Mike Greenberg tease. <laughs> Coming up, I'm going to tell you how Russell Westbrook helped me make the greatest bet I've ever made. <laughs> But first, with over 19,000 State Farm agents nationwide, you can get an agent that gets you as well as Al Horford and Jason Tatum get each other. Oh, these are two of my favorites. Which is the focus of the Ringer's new NBA Relationships Goals video, which goes live on Thursday. And now it says, in parentheses, riff on an interesting thing or two from the video about Al Horford and Jason Tatum. Here's my riff. I freaking love Jason Tatum. If I if I had to do an expansion draft and protect everyone in my life, I think he would make the top ten. <laughs> I really do. I think he'd be in it. I think Andrew Benintende, my two children, obviously, my wife, one of my dogs, Willie. I think I'd protect Willie. Dumb Willie, really? I think Dumb Willie. I really love Dumb Willie. I don't know who the other two would be, but uh, I love Jason Tatum. So that's my riffing on an interesting thing or two. Tatum and Hort for both shoot better when the other is on the court when they're together the Celtics sport a net rating just under eight the kicker the Celtics D actually improves when Tatum and Horford are out there but Kyrie is not in points by possession and a whole bunch of other stuff Al Horford underrated I really want to vote for him for third team All-NBA but I know I'm going to take shit <laughs> and you will take shit I will Especially take shit Philly fans. we don't have our best two players we're going to win 57 <laughs> games we're just 13 points a game only 5 assists barely 13 he's like 12.9 now <laughs> his rebounds are dropped yeah I'm not going to vote for him but anyway great yeah. screener check yeah, out that new video screener. <laughs> the ringer's new NBA relationship goals video going live on 
Thursday on the ringer.com, the ringer's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the ringer, the ringer's Facebook or Twitter. And remember like teammates on the court, a relationship with a state farm agent sets you up for success off the court, go to statefarm.com to get an agent that gets you. Uh, you guys have heard this story. I'm telling it again for the listeners. Joe House, Sal, and I have had a rough time this year. We did. We led the BS podcast on Monday about <laughs> our latest gambling mishap where we bet that Patrick Reed would not win the Masters. We had everybody else. We had all the other golfers. It was great. Just rooting for birdies. When, except for Patrick Reed. Guess who wins? Patrick Reed. So we need a win. I noticed on the internet, Russell Westbrook needs 16 rebounds to average a triple-double this year. Without besmirching Mr. Westbrook's character too much, I just felt like this was something he would achieve. Just seemed like a good bet. We went all in on this. We went all in on Russell Westbrook getting 16 rebounds. The single dumbest large bet I've ever made in my life. More money on this than I bet on the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl. And he had 18 rebounds in like, what, 25 minutes? He Stunning. boxed out Carmelo Anthony at one point for the it's rebound. Which I've never, have you ever seen anybody box out their own teammate for a rebound? <laughs> it's like he actually boxed him out. It was wonderful. It was great. Doesn't care about stats, though. Can I just ask? He does not care Me- about what, stats. Let's Mello, be fair. Mello, why were you even? Yeah, I Mello, just don't understand what Mello was thinking. He's just being a dick. Yeah. He's trying to pull a John Wall in this situation. 20 rebounds. A career high. 20 rebounds. A career high rebound. Career, and the funniest thing was in the first half, uh, I won't. I won't say who this was, but it was a friend of mine who's a famous gambler who's also Greek who's been on my podcast a bunch of times. He pointed out how fast how fast the OKC pace was in the first half. They had 77 points and were shooting like every 12 seconds. Although because the well, more shots, the more rebounds. The Grizzlies. Although the Russell Westbrook wasn't the one taking those shots. He took nine shots. When's the last time Russell Westbrook took nine? It's, it was great. I loved it. I don't like stat chasing. I, and for anyone who says like uh, it's just a Westbrook thing, I hated when Rondo did it. It really made me not want to watch the Celtics that year. Rondo was when he went on that assist it. run. It was yeah. it was just disgusting. And I think Westbrook has been privy to that this year. In this case, I liked it. Right? I like when guys go it. for seven. Yeah. Well, no, but I just like <laughs> well, that too. But like when Melo could have gone, what was it for seventy that time? Yeah. I wanted him to go for seventy. Stay in the game. Yeah, that's the same thing. Same thing. I mean, on a on a lesser one time scale, but anytime your teammates are feeding you the ball when you ha- you know you have on a way to like a sixty point game. How about, how it's the about same when, thing. when Devin Keep Booker going. when Devin Booker went for seventy? I liked it. I, I did too. I loved it. Was it. it was a moment. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, and you never have yeah. that. He would it's never beautiful. have seventy if his teammates were feeding no him doubt. the ball every yeah. single time. Oh, so what was that really time? Cool. What was that time? Clay Thompson could have had like eighty and just came out. Oh right. Yeah, after like had. three quarters. Yeah, yeah. I hated that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're the Grizzlies, can you really have the moral high ground here too? You're starting like the G League team, the the Memphis Hustle. Like, you're doing your own dirt here. So it's not like there's anyone that's coming out clean here. It would have been funny if they started Marcus All and like four power forwards and just like <laughs> went all in on trying just not to get out yeah. everything. Just like, well, we're losing, but you're not getting 16 rebounds. That's what I said. That, that They should have done that. When he got close, they should have just triple teamed him. Like, don't let him, don't let Russ get anywhere near the paint. Face guard him. Well, they should have thrown the ball out of bounds on every offensive possession after 23 seconds run off the shot clock. Just don't let him get it. Here's the uh, Grizzlies starting lineup, just for, for reference. Ivan Robb, Dylan Brooks, Deontay Davis, Ooh, Ivan Robb. Kobe Simmons. Don't know who he is. Uh, I'm a Simmons and I didn't know who he was until like a week ago. <laughs> it's a distant, distant, distant cousin. Ben McLemore. Yeah. Oh, man. He's still in the NBA, believe it or not. I was wrong on that, dude. Mm. <laughs> 
great athlete. That's you need more than just being a great yeah. athlete. Uh, two more series in the East: Cleveland, Indiana. I think we can skip over. Really? I don't, well, we can? just like Indiana's tough. Oh, I'm with you, but yeah. it's just like we don't know what's going to happen in this series. Is Cleveland going to try? Yeah. Is their defense going to fall apart? How are we going to predict sure. this? Yeah, I have nothing to offer. What am I getting from Cleveland? I don't know. I think it's a perfect warm-up series for them. Because Indiana has enough, but they're kind of built similar to the Cavs in the way where it's one guy supporting right. an entire team. And Cleveland's one guy is the best player, perhaps, in modern history. They have some dudes to throw at LeBron, at least. Not that it's going to really matter. But why, well, Haley, you're thinking about betting on Indiana? Yeah, I am. That really? Was, yeah. yeah, because the odds will be the best. And I think if you do the chart with odds and then how realistic it is i think that those crossover where it would max out the most for me i think discussing this series is like discussing if there's going to be an earthquake in the next six weeks or something like we just i don't know (laughs) cleveland any possibility i'm prepared for i could see them completely shitting the bed and losing in five games i could see them sweeping i could see lebron averaging 45 a game i don't know there's no way to know the key is just to see if the defense is there because yeah their defense was just putrid throughout the regular season. I think they're going to finish 29th or something. Yes. And what you want to see is if that was just because LeBron was coasting in the regular season or if he's going to hit another level on that end. Because if he is, then maybe the finals is is pretty much a sure thing. When you say another level, do you mean trying? (laughs) That would be nice. That would be the first of many steps. exerting effort? (laughs) Yes. How are we qualifying another level? Not just standing there as your guys just get blown up on pick and rolls would be nice. It's also great that, uh, you know, Uh, Tristan Thompson has been very publicly outed as having cheated on his girlfriend, Khloe Kardashian, (laughs) mere days before the playoffs. That's a distraction. It's kind of a distraction. He got booed at home today, Tristan Thompson. He got booed in Cleveland. In Cleveland. They booed him? They booed him. For being a cheater with an Instagram model? Cleveland doesn't tolerate that. <laughs> it's also the it's also like the second time in a row that Cleveland he's cheated on his pregnant girlfriend with another woman. I guess they're just ignoring the rest of NBA culture, I suppose. <laughs> oh! 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 It's, it's not a, it's oh! just part of it. It's Spicy. It's oh. oh. Are we at NBA desktop right now? <laughs> <laughs> Defense of Tristan Thompson? No, I'm not defending Tristan Thompson. He's just I don't come off that cheating way. Cheating culture. <laughs> no. I, I'm with KFC. It's like, no, but we joked about this on our Slack today. Like, NBA player cheats on girlfriend is not breaking news on, on yeah. uh, in NBA circles. It's a scumbag move. It's a tough look. But it's a tough, it's a yeah, tough, it's a, it's yeah. a tough look right now look at, for my guy. KFC, yeah. you can't judge. No, I'm just... Um, Should I tell them about the awful joke I saw on Twitter? Absolutely. You might have to cut this out. I saw this joke on Twitter that said it was the only time Tristan Thompson's been successful with a double team. Ooh. (laughs) That was Syrah, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good joke. We don't have to cut that. It was amazing. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Well, so that's the Cavs. (laughs) So that's the Cavs, guys. <laughs> and, their, and their coach got out of the hospital two weeks ago. Like, it's what? great times. I mean, yeah. And they made seven trades. What the hell? Pacers, hey, Sadie Oswald's playing great. Pacers fans are like, what about us? Yes. Like, yeah. They're heated. They're heated right now. Well, we we wrote our piece about him. Yeah. Oh, Reed John Gonzalez. The great John Gonzalez had something. It was a really yeah. good piece. Um, Old Depot's really good. Yeah, I mean, I am voting for him for um, second, second team NBA. Same. And I... I haven't decided yet. I'm circling it, but he might be my number five MVP. 
Ooh. Ooh. Wow. I, have, wow. I thought yeah. you were going to say yeah. on most improved. And I was like, what do you mean? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's lock. a lock. Yeah. I have yeah. him edging out Spencer Dinwiddie. With, yeah. yeah, most improves with, is a free. But then who cares about that award? With yeah. Oladipo, he's one of the best two-way players in the game this season. That's the underrated right? part of him is he's like one of the best defenders yes. in the league, like individually. Yeah, because for a while, DeRozan was getting MVP buzz and all that stuff. And I just feel like Oladipo is a better player. And I think he's had a harder job. And I think he's gone toe-to-toe over and over again with a lot of people and can also guard the best player in the other team. We argued about this on a pod maybe yeah. about a month and a half ago. So you're conceding? Yes, it, <laughs> yes, it's it's a lot closer than I probably gave a credit for. Yeah, plus Oladipo has found his shot again the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give me disqualifiers, mm-hmm. KSC. No, I'm just saying, like this is this is a good thing for Indiana heading into the playoffs. Oladipo yeah. is hot to start the season, cooled off. I love watching Oladipo again. I mean, if we're gonna go with the more with less argument for MVP, like. His second best player on this team is Miles Turner, sure. Yeah, and he took a he step was, back this year. Right, he wasn't necessarily consistent this year. Who's number three? Lance Stevenson. Maybe Lance? Yeah. Sabonis. Sabonis? Sure. <laughs> Sabonis dropped 30 the other night. My question is, KFC, let's answer a technical basketball question for me. How does Bogdanovich play in this in crunch time in this series? It's a good question. It's tough. Because their best lineup is when he's out there. Probably have to hide him somewhere on defense, which is fine. So can you hide him on Kevin Love or J.R. Smith? Depends how Cleveland using Kevin Love. They're just spotting him up in the, in the, in the wing or they're using him in the posts. How are they using Kevin Wherever, Love? Whoever he's guarding, Cleveland is going to use that the guy he's guarding to run the high screen for LeBron. And LeBron, they're just going to try to get him on LeBron over and over again. And eventually the Indian is going to take him out, would be my guess. And put in who, though? I don't know. Like, what's your lineup? Is it Thad Young, Turner, Collison, Oladipo? Yeah, who's your who's your fifth? It should be Stevenson. Bogdanovich. Stevenson go a little bit more versatile, oh, a little more ready. switchable. And, I mean, the Cavs, the way they've been playing lately with Jeff Green at the three, LeBron, and then Kevin Love, I mean, they're yeah. kind of they're tailor-made to take some of these guys off the floor, especially like Turner. Is Turner going to yeah. be able to, to guard Love out in the perimeter? Put Sabonis out there, maybe. Can I give you some spice yeah. for NBA desktop? I can't wait. You know Jeff Green's nickname is? What? Fool's Gold. Mm. Oh, yeah. Jeff Green is the king of... Fool's Gold. Unleashing like a 20-point game or a monster dunk. 35-point game on a Friday night. You're right. like, wow, Jeff Green's the best player in the league. <laughs> right when people are starting to catch on that he's actually very, very bad. And that it's that dunk or that 35-point game that people are like, oh, Jeff Green, hold on. And they see the body and they see the size and they think... This guy is good. He'll do the one James Worthy dunk in traffic. Yep. How many fan bases has he roped in? Like six? Memphis, Clippers, Celtics, OKC. Yeah, but this one was more, so right? easy. They had so little to be happy about. Yes. Right. Has, has He's a- weirdly important to them, though, which I think is a yeah, problem. Yeah, he is. At one point, he was like almost like a focal point of their yeah, offense. Yeah, he's like, like it's in the their new big three months. with Jeff Green. Yeah. Who, who've been guys <laughs> like him in the past? Insane athleticism that have shown it with like huge games, yet they stink. Tim Thomas. Mm. That's well, a good Tim one. Thomas oh, yeah. didn't care. Yeah, well, I always well, felt like Jeff Green. Jeff Green, I think maybe Josh care Howard after that one good mm. Josh Howard season was kind of like this. Catch him on the right night when he like wasn't talking. Tenth year and, though. I mean, it's all it's not like it's just short fizzled out. He's yeah, been around. This is a long who time. Jeff Green is? He yeah. was in the draft, the 2007 draft. He's in the Greg Oden draft. Yeah. he's not getting better. Maybe they waited to start him because they knew they only had two good weeks for them. So just save those for the playoffs. Jason, give us 30 seconds on Jose Calderon. Jose Calderon, great shooter still. 
uh, could not defend a stationary object of, of any kind, could not defend a mailbox, uh, owns a, a ham farm. Mm. And uh, also, like from watching it with the Knicks, he's got a great, I think, historic assist to turnover ratio. And that's primarily a function of the fact that he's not going to try any pass that isn't a surefire <laughs> catch by the other person. Like he does not, he is a very, very conservative passer to the point that it's annoying. Like he just will not <laughs> try a pass that has right any <laughs> chance of being picked I think off. you underestimated his defense. His defense is incredibly bad. You said bad. he couldn't guard a stationary object. I'd go further. Whatever he, the mean, worst <laughs> sentence is. He, he was never a good defender and now he's extremely old and washed. Yeah, so, it's one of those guys where you go, oh, that guy looks like me if I still play. Huh? <laughs> well, that's why he fits on the couch. Yeah. Um, no, he's, yeah, he owns a ham farm. Yeah. We he spent too much time on Cleveland, Indiana. I don't know what to expect. I will say this. If Cleveland's down 3-2 going into Indiana in game six in that building, that's going to be really fun. It's that's one of our most fun playoff scenarios, I think, for round one is like, oh, shit, Cleveland might lose. What is it called? Conseco Field? My favorite yeah. basketball. You've been there, Cassie? No, never. Best basketball arena I've ever been in because they didn't build it for hockey, so the sides are nice and close. Uh, so it's yeah. all like all the way around. All right, last one, Boston Milwaukee 2-7. Uh, we don't have to go into this. It's Milwaukee is the best player. Boston's coaching advantage is probably worth 10 points a game. I don't know. Ten the is system, strong, the infrastructure. Yeah. I could see Giannis single-handedly beating them. I don't think that'll happen. Not in a seven-game series. I'd be very surprised if Boston lost the series. And I say this as somebody who does not think they'll get out of round two. My favorite part about Milwaukee is that they finally have everyone back. And before tonight's game, everyone made a big deal of this, that they finally have all their guys. Their guys got blown off the floor by Philly. I I don't have much confidence going into the playoffs. I sat courtside for a Clippers-Bucks game two weeks ago and was basically staring at their coach, trying to figure out if he was alive or not. I'm still not positive. (laughs) I know his legs move. Haley's nodding knowingly. Yeah. Um, Do they have a Louisville guy in this team? Is that why you care? No. Who are the Louisville guys in the playoffs? Rogier. Gorgie Jang. Shout out to the Wolves. Rogier. Donovan Mitchell, who is a great player, by the way. He's a very, very good player. Very good. (laughs) Earlier. Love Donovan Um, Mitchell. Experienced player. Montrez Harrell. Montrez is not in it. God, really, Clippers aren't in it. That's a fun. You have one more guy. That's a really fun starting five. Yeah, I know. Next year, there's not one <laughs> more guy. Onuaku on the Rockets. Oh yeah, I, know. I forget about him. So, Manu takes all the shine. Boston should beat Milwaukee. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't because their team's not very good. But what's what's the Celtics' health update with Marcus? <laughs> Doesn't look. Wasn't it supposed to be he's going to be reevaluated and later in the month? There's no. There's who's playing in this backcourt. It might be Kadeem Allen. Shane Larkin. <laughs> I'll tell you, Terry Rogier is definitely taking, not years off my dad's life, but weeks. <laughs> definitely Rogier's weeks. Rogier's another guy who's he's up here, weeks. down here. Yes. I mean, he's really streaky. Unbelievable shot selection at the worst possible time. But then sometimes they go in, you're like, oh, I love that Always guy. Always in the end same, of a quarter. Same thing yeah. in college, right? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was like that, yep. Terry. But the 26 footer with the hand in his face with eight seconds left in the shot clock, he'll do it. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's filling in uh, Kyrie's footsteps. The best in traffic, I think that guy's going to break his neck offensive rebounder I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> jumps over like it. seven guys, and you just think he's going to die every time, and then he gets a rebound. Probably one of the better rebounding guards in the league. Oh, yeah. Well, for, for a guy that shot 27% in his rookie year, uh, I, 
being a streaky guy is definitely a compliment. And, and he takes a lot of tough shots. Tough shots. Celtics run him off a lot of screens. Yeah. This uh, Milwaukee team, it should be embarrassed. They have a lot of talent. Yeah. They shouldn't be this much of a mess, and they should have figured out a better coaching situation because they have one of the best six or seven guys in the league, and they're just throwing away the season, basically. There's so many aspects that are confusing it's to embarrassing. it. The yeah. defense, Jabari, mm. like, you know, Chris, like, all of it just doesn't make any sense. And if Malcolm Brogdon is your saving grace, it's not a good sign. The one thing mm. I will be interested in... <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But one thing I'm interested in seeing is how much Giannis plays the five. If you're going yeah. him as a point guard, him as a five on Hello, defense. that's like the freaking answer to their season. Is yep. put, just play Giannis at center and put exactly. him shooters around him. And they, they've barely done that all season long. I wonder if now it's the playoffs they'll go to it. Because that's the that's the no-brainer it's solution. Like the old, it's the Mike Lombardi joke, you're one injury away. And like the Pelicans were one injury away. And somehow it was Boogie, who was one of the best, probably a second team on NBA center at that point. But he got hurt. That moved Davis where yeah. he should be, and all of a sudden the whole team takes off. The pieces fit M- now. Miritich at the four. My fear That's would great. be the day before this series, Milwaukee says, hey, we've decided to put Giannis at center. <laughs> or they and, hire a coach. Or yeah, they hire a coaching consultant. Maybe I mean, Rick Patino. <laughs> all right, let's just. To try, no, to try to <laughs> get revenge against the Celtics. The one- is it Patino's just no fly zone with you? You can't, it's too <laughs> painful stuff? I, it's too, I just want him to be happy. What if he was the UCLA coach? You're uh, going to cry now. I think he just needs to, he needs time away. You know, every time I see him on TV, I think he looks like he needs a vacation. Some he, he's sun. looked like that for a long time. He looks like he just needs more <laughs> blood in his body. <laughs> I'll tell you this though. If my school Holy Cross hired him, I'd be all in on Patino. I'd defend him to the death. I want him for really? UConn. I'd take back every Celtics joke I ever made. Yeah. I, I think he's a good college coach. He is. And he's, I think if he moved down to a level that he was overqualified for, he'd be amazing. If he went there, went to, like if he had his own version of Loyola Chicago or whatever he finds, Pepperdine. He's Pepperdine hired coach. Uh, going to the West, Golden State, San Antonio. Let's skip this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, we'll, have the Golden, we'll have plenty of weeks to have the Golden State. What's wrong with them? Should we be worried? That we don't need to have that this week because mm-hmm. they're going to beat San Antonio. Ooh. Houston. What are you saying? What? Ooh, what? like Casey, that's a tank. What? Forbes, man. I just thought Shay's listening. That's all. Oh. I just thought Shay is this place mic'd up. Casey you know, shook. He's going to be listening. Shay's, Shay's fine. He'll have more time to do stuff during the playoffs. That is team of <laughs> Quick break to talk about my friend, ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Posting your position at job sites, waiting, waiting waiting for the right people to see it. I hope not. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way. They built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, invites them to apply to your job. Those invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive. You never miss a great match. Man, it's too bad the Bucks didn't use this. Could have found a coach. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. Yeah, free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Ringer NBA. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash Ringer NBA. And if you don't like that code, use ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Whatever you want. Multiple codes for you. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Houston, Minnesota. 
one eight. Hmm. Kind of a That's shitty a outcome for Houston. If they played Denver, they would have scored 140 points a game against them. Minnesota with Butler back, you could argue they might be the, I don't know, fourth best team in that conference. I guess it depends it's kind on of a bad beat. Which Butler you're getting? I yeah, think is the biggest question for me. How do you look tonight? I missed most of that game. <laughs> Still a little hurt. Seventy-five percent. Yeah, definitely yeah. had his moments. Bat, looked but like he settled for bad shots. A he lot. did. Yeah, especially late in the game, he kind of took over and he wasn't typical really well. Yeah. Yeah. He does like today. And in his semi-defense, there wasn't a lot of players out there for the Wolves that looked like they wanted the ball late in the game. Yeah, t- towns looked tired towards the end, even though yeah. I still would have liked to see Minnesota just feed Wiggins anyway. disappeared for long stretches. What? The w- w- <laughs> Wiggins was defending, though, at least. Yeah. Which is nice to see. I think the one advantage they're going to have at Houston is just when in the game where DeMarcus Cousins was lost for good, the DeMarcus Cousins-Davis combination really took it to the Houston. Yeah. And I think that same sort of size advantage for Minnesota might come to bear uh, against the Rockets just because like Capella and what they do works, but they're, they're really thin up front. You're hoping that guys like PJ Tucker can just provide enough of an advantage and pull these guys out of the paint to to counterbalance it. The Maba Mute injury is a thing. It's yeah. It's bad. It makes he was, it worse. Yeah, really he was probably their fifth best player. Yeah. That wasn't, I, he certainly wasn't the guy I watched on the Clippers. I don't know what yeah. happened to him, but um, he was good. Maybe all defense. You yeah. Could, and it was a stabilizing yeah. force for their defense. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't think that this will be a series. I don't. Think I don't. So it's a it's a well-oiled machine versus parts. You know yeah. that's what Minnesota's offense is and their defense. Is I think the weirdest about. thing about this season for me is finally coming to the grips with the fact that Tibbs might not be a good coach. Coming to grips. I know. I, I was late. He is I was late. He is. I'm, yeah. Go when ahead. You do, say it, Haley, about, do your thing. He's not a good coach. He's absolutely not. a I good I don't think coach. he's a good coach. Would you fire him? <laughs> Tomorrow? He's the boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I said this in Slack the other day, but the best thing he's done for Minnesota was a front office move, and that was getting Jimmy Butler. Oh, for sure. And But he shouldn't be in the front office. But a lot of the moves he made after that just really haven't worked out. We're I mean, bad, although we did make fun of the Taj one. Taj and is, that's <laughs> been, you know, a good part of their team. See, I yeah, like the Taj one. I, the Jamal Crawford one was the one I didn't like. <sighs> so Another fool's gold. Yeah. I, I, I like the Justin Patton draft pick. Too bad he doesn't use him. I like the Anthony Brown two-way contract. Too bad he doesn't use him. Marcus George's hunt. Too bad he doesn't use him. Ice! Ice! The tough part for Minnesota is like, who on that team stops James Harden and Chris Paul? They have Jeff Teague, Jamal Crawford, Derek Rose. Tyus Jones. Here's my recommendation. It's going to be rough. I, I think this is a good sweet bet. Mm. And it, and I say that thinking Minnesota might actually hang with them a couple of these games. I just don't see how they stop Harden in crunch time if Butler's not 100%. And it seemed, and if he's 75, they have no chance. I mean, well, Haley is and just... And then that, we haven't talked about Chris Paul. Is just making it like... Enough at this point. It's the third Minnesota. greatest moment in Minnesota basketball history. And I, I think, think it right. is. I think it is making it is enough at this point. But thirteen it, years enough for playoffs, what? Thibodeau. Well, for the city. I How guess. about for yeah. Jimmy Butler, yeah. free agent in twenty nineteen? Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was. I think I was saying that even like three weeks a month ago. But now it's just kind of like you're here, and it feels like not enough because yeah. you do have talent you see you know especially tonight like when Andrew Wiggins tries and he's playing defense <laughs> and he's passing so it's nice. I gasped I saw him like drive in and he kicked it out and I was like that's not right and you know like he had like three or four rebounds or something when he's trying oh, congratulations. You know, like, when the, no I mean it's a, an improvement 
When you see like the talent that they do have, I think it's just kind of disappointing. Tibbs. Yeah. That guy won us the 2008 title because Doc Rivers had no idea how to coach defense for those first three years. He had zero clue of what to do in a pick and roll or anything. Tibbs came in. KG comes in. All of a sudden, Doc looks like a genius. I think Doc became a pretty good coach, but didn't know what he was doing T- in 2000. Tibbs really innovated defense. He really yeah. did. In that era. And I, I still... Had a hedge, I mean, had to send the double, all that yeah. shit. He came up with it. For sure. And I, I but now wonder, everybody's replicated it. Yeah. I wonder, is can Tibbs become a good coach? Well, why I was saying that like so emphatically is because of watching him on offense. It has nothing yeah. to do with the defense. Like his offensive schemes, there really isn't anything. It's either like a bunch of guys doing isolation. I don't know how much of that is just Jimmy Butler deciding that he's going to do what he wants with it. And, you know, Andrew Wiggins kind of falls into the same thing. You know, he thinks that's what he does best. But, you know, there's really Wait, no hold on. What does Andrew Wiggins think he does best? I'm just, I'm honestly curious. He's driving it in. Driving spin. in, pull up, yeah. driving in all the way. And spin moves. Spin moves. He does, honestly, he does do that. That's the best thing he does. Spin yeah, moves is really great. good. His spin moves is <laughs> It's no faults. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I said that unironically. Fultz's spin move is unbelievable. No, it's really good. Too. This is really yeah. good. I really like the Fultz spin move. I think the league's going to eventually figure out that he does the same thing every time. But like, yeah. like he doesn't shoot threes. Yeah, yeah like that's why the Wiggins one twos. isn't so special yep. anymore. Everyone's figured it out. I think that the thing with Tibbs too that is kind of underrated is it's really become more of an offensive league in the last few years. Like elite right. offense, shifted away from what he's good at. Elite offense is just much more valuable than elite defense. 94 to 2006 was like his wheelhouse. You know what would help an an offense that might be struggling a little bit? Perhaps maybe one of the best scoring big men in the freaking NBA. How about you just let Carl Anthony Towns eat against like like one of the the smallest, as we were saying, front courts in the league. KOC and I were watching the game earlier and what KOC was basically saying the whole time is like, why isn't Towns getting the ball? Why isn't he... Being more aggressive. When I stretch. saw when I saw them in person, that was my same reaction. Yeah. He seemed very content not to get the ball. He's like, "Go get the ball. He's the best guy in the, the team." Yeah, really. Raise your hand. Yeah, go get it. Who did you see them play? I saw them play the Clippers. It was a long time ago. It was like four months ago. Yeah, it's before. Jimmy and it was, and it took a while for her, them to kind of go. Oh, we should do stuff with Towns. Interesting. He, I don't think that. I think that what you guys were talking about watching this game in overtime was that he was exhausted. Hmm. He looked really tired, and also I. I think that it was kind of understood from him and Wiggins that they weren't getting the ball. Carl took like one shot in overtime. Wiggins only had those two free throws. Right, which is the problem with Butler. Town, yeah. there's, there's no excuse for Towns not shooting 18 times a game. Whether that's on him or the coaching staff, he needs to be shooting the ball that many times. Butler a doing a little hero ball in the last four minutes mm-hmm. could be a problem for them in this series. I I need to look at it more, but that there's always like at least one sweep, and that seems I, – I just can't imagine them guarding Chris Paul and James Harden. No. Uh, the last two series, we right now is – Utah was up by, or Portland was up by 13. Six minutes left. It is now 9.39 at night. So if that holds, we have Portland against New Orleans, Portland home court, and then Utah against OKC, Utah home court. Hopefully we won't have to do this whole part again. We Let's just start it now. Portland, New Orleans. I'm kind of bummed for Portland. The Portland was a sleeper. I don't love this matchup for them. I don't like any series where I don't have the best player. Playoff Rondo frightens me. <laughs> Drew Holiday's playing really well. Yeah. New Orleans has shooters. They kind of have the eye of the tiger. They've over and over again won games that I never thought they were going to win. 
and they're pretty resilient. And I, I, this is a tough series. We, let's go around the horn. We, we just talked about how with Minnesota, they don't have the guards to stop Harden and Paul. New Orleans does have yep. the guards to stop Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. They have Drew Holiday, who should be on the All-NBA team. And you have then, him first or second? Probably second. Yeah. And then Rajon Rondo, playoff Rondo, who has been terrific the last couple of weeks, had at that moment against Kevin Durant, just snatching the ball away from him at the Pick end of the game. Him. Unbelievable. Yeah. So they have, they at least have the personnel to contain Portland's best players. Does Portland has does have, do they have anybody to stop Anthony Davis? Nobody does. Yeah. You never want to go against anyone in the playoffs whose best player is averaging a 30 and 12 for the last three months of the season. <laughs> yep. He might be the like best two way guy in the league right yeah, now. Those yeah. are like, sh- like 2000 Shaq numbers. Yeah, and 30 the, and 12 every night in the one playoff Not series shooting threes one playoff series we have from <laughs> davis was perhaps one of the best four game runs in recent history yep. when he went up against the eventual champions and scored like 32 points a game and almost like made that a series single-handedly and now the team since boogie's gone down is maybe even be- like more suited to his skill set than it was earlier in the season, than in, even in 2015, where it was more like Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson. You have guys like Etwan Moore stepping up, Drew Holiday playing his best ever. I, I mean, the he's Pelicans getting emotional. You yeah. covered this thing. <laughs> I'm just not used to them Should doing we play well. The I don't it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a complete flip from what I've Kyle, been seeing the past few years. Can you, can you put years. the Titanic music under this? It's, it's just <laughs> <laughs> I miss my muffalettas. Yeah. <laughs> Would you pick him to win the series, Justin? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting I, close to. I would. I'm gonna pick him. Davis this is just so like, good. This feels like a seven gamer. I think it's a seven gamer. I don't know if they. I don't know if Portland's a tough win. place to win a game seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think. I don't think New Orleans wins, but I could see this going seven. But it's an extremely dangerous matchup for Portland. I mean, like like Ko said, the personnel is uh, <clears throat> very well suited to slowing down the things that the Blazers do well. Anthony Davis is gonna eat big time. Uh, and the New Orleans has no pressure on them. None. No. no pressure, no expectations. One of their star players out for the season. People stop talking about them. Yeah. There's no pressure on them at all. And we didn't even mention my old friend, the Ewing theory. Mm. This is such a great example. <laughs> it's the best. Media hype superstar never won anything gets hurt. Everybody writes the team off. That's is the it? Ewing theory. There's no. This is perfect. Except the, Knicks, the except the Knicks were good when Patrick Ewing was on the floor. <laughs> no, I know. And it when was Boogie like was on the, and when Boogie is on the floor for teams, they don't win. Right. That's but that is the yes. that is Ewing theory. But the Ewing theory started because it was Dave Cerulli, this reader I had yeah. 20 years ago. He was basically every time Ewing came out of the game at Georgetown. The team did better, and he started tracking it. And he couldn't figure it out. It's like pre-advanced metrics. And then the year that I ran that whole his yeah. whole theory, Ewing got hurt, and the Knicks made the finals without Patrick Ewing. And everybody, my five thousand readers, were like, "What the hell is going on?" I mean, I've been saying this for weeks. Like, you make the boogie trade every time because of what you gave up and what it did yes. to yep. raise their ceiling. I don't think like they would ever get to that. And gives them a chance to keep Davis too. A hundred percent. But. This team fits Davis, and not only that, but fits what Alvin Gentry wants to do with Davis better than what they had before. Yeah, and, and it looks a little like the last Suns team he had with Nash, the way they, the up pace play they, which they really couldn't do with Boogie. No, yeah, I mean that was one of the biggest issues, and one of the things that people pointed to, like Tom Haberster, about maybe he why he got hurt is because they were playing at such a fast pace, and since he's been out, their pace has been like bordering on historic at times. Yeah. He's just been running it down teams' yeah. throats. I love it, Haley. What do you think? 
I think it tears me apart that these two are facing each other. Should we play the Titanic music again? Now <laughs> is the time to play Titanic. <laughs> All right, keep because going. I love Portland. I thought they were this team that you know I I had counted out, kind of like people had the Raptors in yeah. the East, you know, entering the year, and then all of a sudden it's like this backcourt that I thought I knew what they could do. They were doing it better, and. But then you see like what Davis is doing and I actually think that they could take it. And it's interesting because I almost think the Pelicans are a more complete team. Sure. Is that a take, Kevin? Well, the, yeah, the pieces fit really nicely. Like yeah. everybody everybody on this goofy Pelicans team knows what they are. Rondo's like, I'm not going to shoot. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday's like, I'm feeling it. I got paid. I'm having a great year. Davis like, I'm the best guy in the league. Drew's the other guys are like, we're shooters. Season. We're over here. And that's their team. M- Miritich space on the floor, yeah. knocking down threes, it's having a perfect some big use games. of Miritich. Yeah, it really I, is. I guess the one thing that they don't know about is surprisingly one of the biggest X factors here is what they're going to get out of Solomon Hill. Just because, like, yeah, they yeah. have that first wave of backcourt defenders to throw at CJ and Dame, but like after that, I mean, it gets kind of slight there. And you're counting on Ian Clark to step up, and you're more than that counting on a guy like Solomon Hill to to be that sort of wing defender that they never really had. They have two guys, Miritich and Rondo, who, for whatever reason, I feel like on a big stage in the playoffs are just going to play better than they normally do. I think they have the history of that. Like, oh, I trust those guys. They're in Portland. Those guys could play well in a game seven and potentially steal it. Great series. Probably Philly, Miami, and Portland, New Orleans. I'd be good with those two. And I think Toronto, Washington is going to be pretty good. The last one, Utah, OKC. Now, mm. Portland, there's three minutes left. Jay Crowder is talking shit to Damon Lillard for some reason. Nurkic just came over. Of course, he's technicals. <laughs> yeah. So that's still going on, but it looks like Portland's going to win. Utah, OKC. Man, it's like let's the- go. Let's go this way this time. Justin, this is not a good matchup for OKC. No, I think that's one of the teams that they definitely did not want to face. Just because, like... A lot of what the Thunder have done well over the last couple of weeks is just kind of pick and roll with Russell Westbrook, Stephen Adams. Avin, Adams has been on another level this season. He's definitely taken a step forward, been closer to the guy we saw in the playoffs two years ago. And Gobert's the perfect guy to neutralize him in yep. a series like this, making Melo and some of these other ancillary guys much bigger in the picture. And Westbrook on those drives to the basket, a little harder when Gobert's standing there. Yeah. Right. Um, it's the, what do you think, Haley? It's the reckless versus the conservative. And I think that there's a way to Utah can just make OKC beat itself with turnovers. I mean, they can do, you know what I mean? They can slow them down as much as they want. I think this is really bad for OKC. Yeah, I agree. And I think that Russ is going to get frustrated and we're going to see a lot of what his biggest, you know, haters hate on mm-hmm. him the most for. They're He's going to also- like get desperate in the end of games and start throwing up a million shots and doing it by himself and forgetting about Paul George. And they're, they're a player short. They have this Carmelo issue, which they can't really figure out what to do with, with that. And just that he's not somebody who should be a starter. And maybe he's a six man or whatever he is. He's not how they're using him. And then Paul George hasn't played well really since the Ulster break. I, I left him. Did you have him on All-NBA? Who was that? Paul George? No. I left him off. I no. thought five weeks his, ago he was a lock for his, me to make the, make All-NBA. And I, I couldn't justify his it. defense fell off after the Robertson injury when he got inserted into that role. Yeah. It's, and his shooting just fell off a cliff. Yeah. It's uh, hard, hard to put him on. Jason, what do you think? Yeah, I think I, 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 Utah's a very tough matchup for OKC. They've got a lot of continuity with the, the way they play. They're 
their personnel. These are all players that know exactly what they have to do. I would I would say the one question mark is can Mitchell carry this through into the into the playoffs? I was going to yeah. raise that. That's the thing. The history of rookies in the playoffs. Yeah. They it's, it's up tend and down. to blink. Yeah. They tend to feel it a little bit. He's pretty unusual. I think yeah. some of the stuff he's done. Would you ahead. say special? I don't want to say special. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean like, he's like he's like Dwayne Wade with the jump shot and Dwayne Wade his first playoffs was great. I don't like using special. So, I don't use we'll like see. using transcendent, but I have a stat. He's the 13th rookie guard to average 20 points a game. He's the third in the last 25 years. And he mm. just broke the record for joke. three points, three pointers made by rookies. Yeah. And he's had some moments where right. nationally televised games where he's kind of kind of pulled it out and mm-hmm. done, done his thing. Like, like, oh, oh, I didn't realize this was going to happen for a rookie. He's had more custom sweatshirts made than any other rookie <laughs> in the past right. 30 That's years. That's been the biggest... Jay Crowder might get in a fight with Dame Lillard as we're doing the podcast. He's going to be at least be in a diss track. What's Dame Lillard's rap name? Dame, Dame Dalla. Dame Dalla. Dame Dalla might have a diss track coming for him. KOC, what are we missing with this series? Anything? I just want to go back to something that was mentioned earlier with Westbrook driving to the rim, going against Gobert. I, I pulled up a stat this Ooh. season. Russell Westbrook has attempted only 25% of his shots at the rim when Gobert has been on the floor compared to 35% when not against Gobert. Um, and that's against that's just against Utah. Uh, I don't know his distribution off the top of my head against all other teams, but it's interesting. I mean, Gobert is somebody who's je- who deters players from getting to the rim, and that's Russell Westbrook's greatest strength, attacking the lane, finishing yeah. inside, drawing fouls, kicking it out, and his turnover ratio increases drastically when Gobert is on the floor. Again, small sample, obviously, but that'll be interesting to watch because he is, he is really the center of their entire offense. He leads to everything for that team. I, right. wonder, I wonder if maybe they'll have to find other ways to find offense, maybe facilitating through Paul George a little bit more. Is that Carmelo Anthony's music? Ooh. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Do you think uh, Rick Rubio can guard Westbrook, Jason? Rick Rubio? <laughs> Has anyone ever called him Rick Rubio? We're going to do it we're starting now. Yeah. He's an adult Star. now. Jason and I are starting He's no Rick Rubio. Ricky. He's a man. He's- He's, he's a grown man. Up. He's had been on a couple teams. He's got he's a beard. Got, he got a sleeve. He's yeah. got the man bun. He's, he's he's a man of. Is Dame a little hurt? What's bad, going on here? It looks like Crowder kind of undercut him a little bit. Reminiscent of Game <laughs> eighty one. Not to start trouble, but <laughs> I mean, Ricky should stop nudging guys I, I was when they're to say, in the air. Started the season that way. Yeah, ended the same. Ricky's a very good defender, but can he defend Russell Westbrook? No, what about Rick? But it's a it's a what team. If he's Rick Rubio. <laughs> if he's Rick Rubio, I think he's got a shot. He's more, <laughs> Rick more Rubio physical, more physical guy. Uh, I don't think Ricky Rubio can stop Westbrook, but I do think Rick Rubio. Yeah, Rick definitely. After smoking at halftime, he can. He's will get physical with Westbrook. You think smoking cigs or something else? Yeah, no, he's I, both. I, the one thing I am interested in is just like the, the context of the entire series, though. Mm. It's kind of the worst possible scenario for the Thunder and their bid to keep Paul George because you have a team that's top heavy and has been relying on be- being so talented the entire year. They'll get to the playoffs and they'll figure it out. Right. But then you have the Jazz who are based entirely on the system. Yeah. Making like better of its spare parts. And if you're Paul George and you're like, why am I going to stick with this big three team that can't even beat a team like this? Why wouldn't I just go join something like that? Maybe in Philly. Does anyone Ooh. think okay so you can I saw what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> just just gonna slide that in there. Philadelphia ringer. <laughs> I know. I've been hanging out with Chris Ryan too much. <laughs> Does anyone think okay so you can win the series? Like genuinely think it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's, yeah. It's possible. Yeah, they, yeah. Okay. I think they could do it. I'm glad. Yeah. 
Because I, I think if we were all like, yeah, Utah's winning, I think that's actually a bad sign for Utah. I could see West, Russ going nuts sure. and getting Gobert into foul trouble and figuring out and Adams and right. fights and who the hell knows. Paul George heats up, game slows down, half-court game. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell gets shook. Yeah. Like, Russ is the best player in this series. Yeah. Russell That's, Westbrook stepped up his defense to a much higher level against Houston last week. Maybe he does it over the course of the full series against Utah and contains Donovan Mitchell. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Let's set a timer with the Google Assistant for this speed round segment. Hey, Google, set timer for two minutes. All right, two minutes, and we are starting now. Your favorite player to watch in the playoffs who's not a star, Kevin. Ben, uh, does Ben Simmons count? No, he's a star. Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. Ooh. Having a great year. <laughs> great answer. Like 44% <laughs> yeah. from three. Killing it. Stepping up. Unbelievable. Great advanced metrics guy. Jason Concepcion, favorite player who's not a star in the playoffs. I mean, I'm hating myself for saying this, but Jason Tatum, is he a star? No. Yeah, Jason no. Tatum. I hate myself for saying that too. It's great because I think you genuinely mean it. And also I feel like you sucked up to me a little bit. It's a a huge win both ways. It's annoying that he is that good. I'm I'm extremely annoyed. Haley, favorite non-star in the playoffs? Uh, Mine was Tatum, but I'll go Larry Nance. Wow, I didn't know there was this much Tatum love. Oh, he's so fun. This is phenomenal. That's because he's like borderline. He's pretty much a star. Mm. Larry Nance Jr.? No, Tatum, but I'll go Larry Nance since he took Tatum. Larry Nance because... Fun. Super athletic. Dunks. Dunks. He does dunk. I'm a simple woman. <laughs> Known dunker. on box outs, too. What does Cleveland do against um, Philly with a center? Do you play the embattled Tristan Thompson? What do you oh do? Oh, my God. We don't know where you can't Tristan just Thompson go would be. You can't play Kevin Love against Embiid. Something, yeah. Can Larry Nance even do anything? I, like, that's... That's a I'm bad match. I might have to try it. I don't know. That's a mess. Well, that's something they don't want to get into. Justin, into. your favorite uh, non-star in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to go Rudy Gay. Shouts to UConn. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to the Ringers, JJ Redick. Oh. oh. Yeah. There you go. He's been a great teammate, great employee. Yeah. And uh, reliable podcast host. Uh, unconventional for NBA players that aren't usually reliable. And I like he's really feeling it now with these open threes and he has these little fist pump dances yeah. and... And uh, I don't know. I've been enjoying the the JJ experience. Shout out to JJ. Let's rank the playoff series, and then we're done. Ooh. Favorite playoff series around the room. What do you got, KOC? Probably Philly-Miami. Backup choice? Utah-Oklahoma City. Okay. Mm. There you go. What do you got, Jason? Philly, Miami, and then uh, Toronto, Washington for the takes. Oh. (laughs) JC always goes for the takes. I love the takes. You love the takes. There's a lot of takes takes. in that series. Haley? Philly, Miami, then Cavs, Pacers. Because I think that Mm. that could be an upset. Some good takes there, too. Series we skipped over. (laughs) What nefarious? What what did we skip over? I mean, Cleveland, Indiana. Yeah, but then we talked about it. You guys didn't let me skip over it. Yeah, we talked about it. I just don't think there's a way to analyze Cleveland at this point. No, there's not. Yeah. We have no idea what they're going to be. It's like yeah. trying to analyze what my son is going to do after he's had like a giant Coke in a movie theater. It's like anything is possible. And that's it. What do you got, Justin? Uh, I'll do Portland, New Orleans at the top just because I think mm. it's going to be fun. And yeah. A lot of offense. And then probably Philly, Miami. Wow. I'm going Philly, Miami. And I'm going Portland, New Orleans. So we have five votes for Philly, Miami. Two votes for Portland, New Orleans. 
one for Utah OKC, one for Cleveland, Indiana, and one for Toronto, Washington. So that means number one choice, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and number two, Utah, OKC, three, Portland, New Orleans, Toronto, Washington, Cleveland, Indiana, all tied, which leaves three teams that weren't picked, Boston, Milwaukee, Houston, Minnesota, Golden State, San Antonio. Your least favorite series out of those three, KOC? Golden State, San Antonio. Okay. Jason? Same. Haley? Uh I think actually Rockets Wolves because I think that the She's gonna hurt you mentally and physically? Uh, no, because I think that Spurs Golden State will be somehow more interesting, even though the Spurs are the most boring team in the league right now. Wow. Competitively, I think it'll be more interesting. Boston Milwaukee. I just uh, I yeah, don't think Milwaukee yeah. has the strategic advantage to, to overcome the talent advantage. That kinda hurt my feelings. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that's going to be a good series just because Boston has guys like Terry Rogier and Shane Larkin playing large minutes <laughs> in a playoff series. Can't wait. Anything's Ger- possible. Gershon, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, he might play. <laughs> Who knows? Abdul Nader might play in this series. Could Ema Allen could play. I have a, it's, it's amazing. Golden State, San Antonio. I'm just completely apathetic. It's like, Golden State should kill them. And if they're not killing them, I don't want to watch that either. Yeah. I don't want to watch like apathetic, it's been so kind of hard waiting to turn the switch on Golden State. What sounds worse than that? I don't want to watch that. It's a slow death. The good thing with San Antonio, though, is if they, they lay an egg in the first game, you know you could just turn out like the entire series. Just because when Pop knows it's not there, <laughs> he just kind of lets it go. He just moves on to the next thing. Most fun thing that hasn't happened yet. We'll end on this one. Most fun thing that hasn't happened yet that you'd be most excited about that would add some slash, spice slash interest slash whatever to the playoffs. I'm going to go first. Tomorrow it's announced Kawhi Leonard is playing in this series. That'd be a good one. I I will rephrase the question a little bit. What could happen that's realistic that would let our slack on fire for an hour and a half? We're just, everybody's in there and it's just like moving. And you can see like seven people are typing. It says the several people are typing. (laughs) (laughs) That's happening. Uh, John Wall was told to stay home for the entire playoffs. (laughs) That's realistic. You took mine. Oh, sorry. All right, come back to me last. I have to come up with something Oh, oh all right. That's a KFC. good one. Ben, ben Simmons says in, in a media scrum, I've been saving something all season for the playoffs. It's he actually his, right, his right-handed jump shot. Mm. That actually could happen too. All right. <laughs> Simmons switch. Jason? Uh, the Sixers announced Embiid's going to play, and then he just immediately starts roasting uh, Whiteside over various social media platforms. I'm coming for you. Yeah, everything. You suck. Remember that last game? The whole thing. Embiid immediate. That'd be good. Haley, you ready yet? She looks sad. I am. I thought the John Wall was so that John good. Was incredible. That's spice. You want some more time? Want me to do another ad? Yeah, do another ad. If there's one coach that you know can stand up to a star player, it's Scott Brooks. <laughs> okay, I've got one. Okay, I've got one. I'm coming back. Don't do that. Okay. Is I don't know if this is actually allowed, but the Spurs head coach, Greg Popovich, quits and he coaches the Bucks. He switches teams? <laughs> that, is, that, is, that, is, that series is so exciting. He's like, I've had it. He's, a, he's had like, it and he's going to... I've got something to announce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like actually it. think if you told me like you could have a hundred bucks if Greg Popovich doesn't retire at any point during the playoffs or your life ends if he does, <laughs> I would be afraid to take the hundred bucks. 
what what are the Bucks like? Uh, what is the Bucks record with Greg Popovich as coach? And then what do oh they God. do in the playoffs this season? Yes, this but there, season. There's right some now. there's some subtle Greg Popovich is kind of washed buzz. I don't know. Some Listen, subtle. Okay, then let's say Brad Stevens. Oh no, nah, I mean. That's not even fun. Listen, I, I think we that. also Brad forget Stevens that- coaching another team. No, Brad Stevens coached the Bucks. He would play Giannis at center, and they would be like fifty-eight and twenty-four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would. You can't play Giannis at center all season, though. No, but he would in crunch time. He would. He yeah, would do kind of what more. the Warriors yeah, yeah. did, where they saved the lineup or yeah. death for the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Giannis, the last eight minutes of every game, he would be at center. I still don't think they'd be a fifty-four win team. I mean, we, we, had, we, we had this conversation on a pod before. What they win now? Forty-four. You don't think Brad Stevens were ten wins? I think they could be a 50-win team, maybe. Yeah, 50, not 54. In the East? Yeah. I think Brad Brad Stevens is worth 10 wins to any team, the, the 45 team and under. The team personnel changes. Like, it's more than just the coach. I guess, like, like, the coach would help, but it's not, like, the, the end solution. That team has good players. They do have some good players. Some some good players who have also declined. The team Chris, has the sixth best player in the league. For sure. And Chris Middleton's not the same defensive player he was before. Jabari Parker has not been the same since he got back. Malcolm Brogdon missed a lot of games. True. They've had injuries, guys in and out, Bledsoe up and down. They need some personnel changes in addition to a coach. My one counter counter is that Shane Larkin and various other people get major minutes for the Celtics. Thank you, Jason. I was going to say, what do you think the Celtics record would be if they had Brad Stevens as the coach and Hayward missed the entire season? And Kyrie missed 22 games and Smart missed like 35. Wait, if Brad Stevens wasn't the coach, if it's like Joe Prunty? No, I was, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> like, look what he did oh, with Boston. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't Who was good this? on Boston? Oh, for sure. We'd be making it. I'd be like, oh, they're 35 and 47, but they had a lot of injuries. For sure. You'd expect them to be around 500. So probably. what do you think he's worth to Boston? Are, with with this, those Celtics players, are we underrating a guy like Daniel Tice? Is that a testament to Danny Ainge finding a guy like him? Every guy who leaves Boston becomes worse immediately. For sure. Who's gotten better? Nobody. Not a single guy. I'm like Fox News with Trump. With yeah, Bill's like looking around Stevens. the room to make sure we all agree. No, I'm not. I'm, you can disagree. I just think he's, I think he's worth 10 wins. I think there's three coaches in the league that are worth 10 wins. I, Him, Spolstra. Kevin Pelton. And, uh, and Ke- Kevin Pelton. Ke- no, Kevin Pelton. <laughs> Pelton had a recent uh, uh, column where he, he, Listed the teams, their projection versus with RPM and Pythagorean expectation uh, versus like what they actually did, and Boston came up the, the, highest. the, the highest that that out outperformed their expectation. And Golden State was the lowest. Uh, the lowest was Dallas, <laughs> <laughs> minus eleven. <laughs> Jesus. So I mean, I think somewhere in that difference is what Brad Stevens does, and I really don't. I hate that he's that good. I think Popovich was like this for a long time. I'm not yeah. sure he's like that anymore. And I think I think Spolstra's worth eight wins. Spurs Spurs exceeded Seven? expectations too, though. Yeah, they did. Could yeah. anybody have expected them to win 47 games? That roster's yeah. bad with, with this team. Yeah, and, and Pop's no gonna old. He's gonna yeah. bring his Rolodex of like shady European contacts. Like that's yes. worth like another couple like wins in itself. The counter. Lamarcus is like the seventh. 16th best player in the league, seven, so they mm-hmm. at least have a top 20 guy. Yeah. Murray has been really good. Especially on defense. On defense. Yeah. They have a lot of role guys who know what they are and know what to do. They shoot they shoot, uh, They shoot. shoot threes okay, and they have the veterans that have kind of been there before and done that, the structure, the infrastructure in place. 
I don't know. Guys who just know how to play the game. It's just they know where it's like a be. Belichick thing. It's like after a while you just bring Kyle Van Noy and all of a sudden he's your middle linebacker. I semi agree with that, but like a lot of these players are limited in in noticeable ways. Pau Gasol is a one way guy. Rudy, Rudy uh, you know, like there's just there's a lot of holes in this in this lineup with these players, and the fact that Pop has managed to get them to play the way they have is forty seven and thirty five. Yeah, I mean, so is it should they have gone forty and forty two with a normal coach? What's the guy's name in Milwaukee? Joe Prunty. Joe Prunty. <laughs> Joe Prunty. <laughs> These guys are running gag on the ring oh NBA God. show for no other reason than nobody can imagine. Joe Prunty. He was supposed to be the national coach. Joe Prunty. National coach for Great Britain. Yeah, he's uh, he's Milan's coach. Uh, a, a basketball powerhouse, as we all know, Great Britain. Yeah. I remember that one Great Britain team in '16. I think it's pretty great. Uh, yeah, Joe Prunty for the Spurs. Oh, they would be appreciably worse. Yeah. 35 and 47. Definitely. I mean, Pau Gasol is not only like one of their top four or five like best players, but he's playing like how many games this season because he needs to sit so many. Yeah. Like half of these guys are washed yeah. and they're just breathing life back into them through nothing but the motion offense. And they're yeah. just definitely in motion. And that's why they're still doing things. Spurs had a possession the other night where like they, they were just kicking the ball around the floor, driving the second they caught it. Like it was like the beautiful game. Mm-hmm. It looked like the Spurs in the finals with Manu. I think he drove for a dunk in the play that I'm, that I'm remembering. It was like just a flashback. And Manu's 40. Sometimes, it's crazy. He's 40. It's crazy. Nephew Kyle. 37. True or false, there's a girl waiting for you in your apartment right now. <laughs> <laughs> we have to wrap this up. <laughs> uh, thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to check out ZipRecruiter.com slash ringer. NBA. I gave the, the ZipRecruiter.com slash BS code before. You can use either. Do what you want. We have a bunch of good stuff coming up on The Ringer. I am coming back with a playoff preview in the BS podcast overnight on Thursday. Um, ooh. Brett Brown says, Joel Embiid likely, unlikely to return for game one in the postseason. Not great. I bet we see him. Yeah, he's probably just messing with us. He's like, coach, tell them I'm unlikely. <laughs> he's coming back. Uh, Justin, give us three things that are coming this next two days on The Ringer. Uh, we have some best case, worst case capsules that you could check out on every team in the playoffs. You have Kevin O'Connor writing about one Ben Simmons. I know that guy. I've heard of him. He's a good. He's a good writer. Uh, and we also have Jonathan Charks breaking down some of the best matchups. Jason, playoff NBA desktop Friday. Uh, Friday. Well, n- next week we go to a two a week schedule. We're dropping them on Tuesday and Friday. And then yes. Friday, this Friday was uh, our preview, our playoff preview, which is mostly just about Tristan Thompson. <laughs> Haley, you want to rank your favorite Louisville players in the playoffs right now? No, I Mitchell love all one, my sons the same. Rogier one, Dang two, Mitchell three. I love all my sons the same. That's a good answer. Yeah, I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. <laughs> Nephi Kai, you want to plug anything? Not a thing. <laughs> he wouldn't even turn his bike on. Uh, thanks for listening. We're coming back on the Ringer NBA show on Friday with draft class. Woo! We're doing draft class this We're week. We're recording tomorrow, actually, on Woo! Thursday. When are you going to start watching these dudes working out in Santa Monica High School and all these weird places? Yeah, Guys rolling in soon. Casey, you got to figure out what your scout outfit's going to be. Yeah, I know. Need need to get some new clothes. Yeah, like don't wear like a raincoat or anything. Like try to just pretend you're like almost like a kid at the high school, but you're actually like taking notes. For sure, yeah. Yeah. That's where Santa Monica High School is where I saw him beat workouts. It was the greatest workout I've ever seen. I've only seen like three workouts. Left it, immediately vowed on my podcast he was going to be the number one pick. And he got hurt like a week later. Mm. 
and magically fell two spots to Philadelphia. The and now they're favorite in the East. I don't know. That might have been the only one I've seen. That's why it was the best one <laughs> I've ever one. seen. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. We will be back uh, on Friday on this on this feed with uh, draft class. Until then, basketball is very good. Basketball is very good.